What is up, everyone? I sit here on a bench outside, waiting on the next bus to get home, hoping, praying that it doesn't pass me by, because it being 12.53, just six and a half-ish minutes from one o'clock in the morning in Los Angeles, or better yet, Burbank, these buses have a tendency to fly right by you, if you're not standing up where they can see you. Um, anyway, as I'm waiting, right outside of a 1926 bar and lounge, never seen or heard of this place before. Uh, let's see, Spring Hill Suites, Marriott, everything belongs to Marriott these days. If it's not Marriott, it's Hilton. Um, that's every hotel anyway. Um, I just decided at the last minute, right before 12 o'clock, right before midnight, to eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. I had me some salt and vinegar, six-piece six piece additional, along with Pepsi. And, well, I knew I should have saved that money because now I'm going to have to wait and see if I can afford my AMC A-list. That is $24.95. Uh, anyway, uh, this is not about either of those things. This is about the simple fact that uh, we still have this issue with non-binary. And I, and, I, and I raise it as an issue because it is an issue. Because when you think about it, if one individual that you would typically call him or her identifies as they slash them, that means if you address them directly, directly, you have to say y'all because they and them are plural. And I, and I don't care what people say, hey, it's, uh, it's been around for years. This ain't about that. This is about the simple fact in, in English grammar, in whatever language grammar, they slash them, there are two different plural words that indicate two or more. So... If you're one individual and I have and I can't call you you, you're gonna expect me to call you y'all, and it's gonna be weird at one point because I actually hold uh, she's she's a common YouTuber, and her name is Brett Cooper. No, I think it's Brett Cooper. Yeah, Brett Cooper, and she made a reference to this same conundrum of binary of non-binary. And she said, so what are we supposed to say? Police them? Police they? File men? File they? And what she was saying was, is this is a, it's a play on words on the word policeman and policewoman or fireman and firewoman. Because obviously there's only two genders. I actually think I heard somebody else say that, but maybe she did. But anyway, it was, it, 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 it's a good point because what are we supposed to say? If one individual like, Ezra Miller is going to say, I identify as they slash them. Pretty soon we're going to be having like name tags that say police, they, police, them. Because, you know, they got these employee name tags that ask you for your pronoun, he slash him. And I just think that's ridiculous because nobody really has the right to just change the pronoun like that because they feel like it. I know that's bold. But I'm a bold person, and I like I like I like to shoot them straight. There is no other gender except for man and woman, or boy and girl, depending on the age. There just isn't all this agender. And they, and here's the thing about people who are heterosexual. This is a little bit off topic. People who are heterosexual, they call them cis now. What the fuck is cis? Like, you call me a sissy because I choose to like women? 
as a man or if I'm a woman and I decide to like men, I'm a sissy, I'm a sis. What, that was that's, what is CIS? Just say heterosexual. I'm not afraid to say homosexual. If you're a homosexual guy, you're gay. If you're a homosexual woman, you're, you're a lesbian. I can say those tones without saying the disrespectful words. We all know what they are, you know. You know? I can, I can say the right official tonology without saying the, 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 the so-called slang word or derogatory words. That the, 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 they are the derogatory slash offensive equivalents of those words. I mean, people are getting way too sensitive about what body parts they have, what their genitalia is, you know? It's pretty soon people are going to be afraid to say the word penis or the word vagina or the word scrotum or the word ovaries or oval or other scientific slash medical terminology that is only going to be restricted to the medical science slash science field. And that's just ridiculous because I just watched a movie called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And if you don't know about this movie, this movie is, is actually, it's, it's, it's funny, but it's also inspiring because it's about a young woman, basically a kid. She's like 11 or 12, her and a bunch of other girls. She, she has to move from New York City to New Jersey, from New York to New Jersey. And while it may seem far, I guarantee you, New Jersey and New York are not that far apart. They're a little connected with the bridge. Come on. Uh, I I didn't go to New Jersey, but I have been to New York, and I know by Google Maps and Bing Maps that they are pretty damn close to each other. Anyway, uh, back on topic. So she has to. Move. So now I'm walking down the street, uh, going the route that the 180 is going. Instead of just waiting at the stop, I'm gonna walk to the closest one I can get to. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't flash fly right by me. And uh, I left off by talking about. The movie, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And um, to tie this to what I was talking about non-binary, this basically is just a coming-of-age movie about a little young, a young girl about 11 or 12. She's coming of age around, you know, 12 years old, preteen to teenager, and she's, you know, uh, learning about women and, you know, the reproductive organs and the menstrual cycle and all that and about boys. And, you know, this film was set as in the setting in the 1970, 1970, like hippie age, you know, hippie times. Before, you know, back when people were still classifying as man and woman, or, or a man and woman, or a boy or girl, before people started coming up with words like cis, or, um, and I know that the world was homosexual had already been around, and, you know, there was some known homosexuals at that time, but... It was still just those two words, heterosexual and homosexual, no cis or uh, pansexual or they or them. Definitely no they or them or binary or non-binary. Non-binary wasn't even a, a thought in any people's mind. It's like even those who were homosexual would still say they're male or female. They would still identify with the proper pronoun. They would say... I class I, I I identify with she or her. I identify with he or him, you know. And they didn't have to have name tags while at work that, you know, what is their preferred pronoun. And what I was saying was, as people, as people, we do not have the right to even have a preferred pronoun. 
We're giving pronouns based off of our identified gender. And gender is very easy to identify. And I know this goes into the topic of where people like, if you have like, you may have uh, both the penis and vagina, and you may not be a properly developed woman. You might have intersex, or what they call, what is actually scientifically and medically known as androgen insensitivity syndrome to where the woman is supposed to be she's supposed to be she's uh, it was supposed to be a, a, a male a boy but they didn't have testosterone or androgen receptors for the mother's androgen to be taking effect in in the baby's in the fetus's body and that's the real thing you can look it up they have complete incomplete IIS, androgen insensitivity, insensitivity syndrome, insensitivity. That means that the baby or the fetus was insensitive to all, to nearly, maybe not all, but most of the androgen that the mother's body was trying to pump into the fetus in order to make it convert into a male. And uh, I'll explain that a little bit. Just I'll explain that just a bit. Basically. When there's a Y chromosome, it's supposed to be a male, and the female process is then stopped, and then the male process begins. The what be what would be a clitoris becomes a penis, and then you know testicles grow into the scrotum, and then you know you have a boy within the first trimester, or whatever the doctor is able to tell within the first ten weeks that it's going to be a male. That's why he doesn't. That's why he or she does an ultrasound. Is after 10 weeks, you should have a penis developed if it's going to be a boy. That's just scientifically proven, and that's what that is. And that, you know, and, and back in the 70s, you know, we, we, we didn't have, yeah, there were some, you know, scientific discoveries in the 70s and 80s of the whole I, A, A, I, S, you know, thing, that syndrome. But still, you didn't have terms like cis and binary, non binary. And so I keep wondering to myself, why do we keep as a society doing this? What are we getting out of, of making our, or letting our kids have this, uh, this fantasy of, uh, they can identify as they or them because they don't want to say he or she because that creates discrimination. And, you know, during the 1970s, you still, you had women that were, um, they were fighting for equal rights. Okay? These women, they were fighting for equal rights. And, you know, they wanted to be able to work in the workforce with men. Their mothers and grandmothers had already worked during World War II when the men went off the war. And their great-grandmothers before them in the 1920s. So, equally 1920s and 40s. Of America, American women, hey, they were fighting. They they were not, they were not in the war per se, but they were working uh, their husbands' jobs in factories and mills and stuff like that. And so, you know, you'd have some some pretty hard women that would adapt to that behavior, but they started fighting for equal rights, gender rights, and and women no more or less got them. And that's what those were the real feminists back then. The feminists today, they're not really. Feminists, they're just fighting for for nothing, really. And it gets ridiculous when you start to say they and them because you've given up your ability to even 
identify or classify as a woman. And if you can't classify as a woman, you can't use that as a defense. If if you are sexually harassed, you know, you can't, if you're discriminated based on your gender or your sex, you can't really use that in, in, in the legal sense because even though people may see you as a woman, they're going to say, well, she doesn't necessarily classify as she. Therefore, we can't really properly say what her gender is. Therefore, we can't grant her financial damages. You know, her claim is invalid at that point. And I, I just don't know, how, how can you classify as they or them and, and try to file a sexual harassment claim? Using gender or pronouns. I mean, were you going to say, well, because he or she didn't identify you as they or them, that considered sexual harassment? No, it doesn't because I'm, you know, I, sometimes it's a mistake. If I, if I see a woman, naturally I'm going to say she. I'm not going to say they because, I mean, you, they, plurally speaking, you can actually say, there's two women. Are you saying you're two women? That that's why it's so confusing. Who is they? Are you are you a man and a woman together? Are you two women? What the fuck are you? Like what are you? What does they mean? You know, it, it, it it's so weird. It's so odd how we try to shape this and give it meaning. And I'm glad I saw this movie because it kind of it kind of brings me back down to earth and shows me there's at least some type of normalcy, even though it was, the film itself was set in the 1970s. It's, it's it's a bit comforting to be reminded that there was at least once a um, when everything was already kind of weird, you know, for some people to be of age. You know, particularly women to to realize that they have a period in a menstrual cycle and that it's kind of odd and even emotionally upsetting and they adapt to it because that's how women feel, how sensitive they are when they discover that they are, why they have a period and the whole lining of the uterus and the whole bleeding effect of that. And even I didn't know why a woman would bleed necessarily. I I forgot the fact what they said in uh in sexual ed that, you know, basically the blood goes down there to create a environment for a baby or a fetus to live in to be nourished and if no no baby is developed basically if she's not impregnated the urine has to leave or escape the body i mean the blood has to leave or escape the body via the urine because the blood can't just stay there it would create infections and all the other kind of stuff so uh that's that's a bit comforting to loan why you have a period, why women have periods. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I was wanting to discuss is like, I, I still, I still don't understand why we could, we do the whole day thing. And, and I, the reason why I got upset was because there was this YouTuber that I actually think she's very, she goes by they, but I say she, she's actually quite intelligent. She's of Chinese descent, but she, she's a, from Canada, and uh, it seems like a lot of Asians are for some reason from Canada. Even, even uh, Simu, who is who plays uh, who's in Shang Chi and the Legend of Ten Wings, he portrayed the character uh, Shang Chi. 
He's Canadian. So this this woman, this YouTuber, um, I was listening to her on YouTube, and I was very interested in what she had to say about uh, a lot of her videos. She gives intelligent critique on just how Hollywood portrays uh, the Chinese culture. And she's reviewed uh, popular uh, Asian movies like Mulan, uh, both the live adaptation and the animated versions. And uh, I want to say that I was surprised whenever I saw, I, I, I googled her, surprised that she identifies as they. Um, her name is Zawin J. Zhao, if I can pronounce that worldwide. You know, uh, first of all, I was shocked that she's Canadian, but that's not really even the point. The point is she, she, she identifies with as two genders, as they, not as two genders, as they, so. Yep, uh, Zoanne J. Zell is a Canadian author, internet personality, and cosplayer. Uh, their debut novel, I Ran Widow, became the number one New York Times bestseller and won the 2021 BSFA Award for Best Book for Younger Readers. Now, I still, I still like her because I think she is a, a good YouTuber and she really does give good, 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 uh, good critique for, uh, um, just how Asian community and language and customs are portrayed in the whole motion picture business. And because she's saying that there's a lot of symbols and there's a lot of things that people get wrong. For example, I still remember what she said about the animated movie, uh, version of, of uh, Mulan, the one that I'm familiar with, you know, Walt Disney's version. Of how in the, in the background you got chopsticks that are sticking in the middle of the bowl, and in Chinese culture that's actually an insult. That is telling the Chinese telling Chinese people to basically go die, because it reminds them of the incest that is burnt. When the incest is burnt, they leave candlesticks sticks sticking up in the incest bowl, and whenever you leave your chopstick stick standing up. That looks very much the same. So the proper way to place your chopsticks whenever you're not using them, if you're pausing from eating or you're done eating, is to actually lay them across the bowl or down beside the bowl, never sticking up.